0: Welcome to Mortification of Spin, a casual conversation about things that count, with Carl Truman, Todd Pruitt, and Amy Bird. Mortification of Spin is a weekly podcast from the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. Today, there seems to be a Bible for everything. Men's Bibles, women's Bibles, teens, children, one-year Bibles. Why so many types of Bibles? Let's join Todd, Amy, and Carl to hear what they have to say.
1: Welcome to mortification of Spin bully pulpit this week we want to look at one of the the great modern rackets and that is the multiplication of niche Bibles that are being promoted to the church today. It seems that every single category of person out there requires their own niche Bible and it raises not only certain cultural questions, but at a deeper level, it raises theological questions about the sufficiency, for example, of God's Word and about the nature of humanity as a whole. So, gang, what do you think? Niche Bibles? I think they're terrible. But what do you think? Well, until they
2: come out with one for (laughs) 48-year-old pastors who struggle with their attitude, then I'm going to feel very much underserved. So, bad idea.
3: Yeah, but wouldn't it be great for you to have a devotional every morning to concentrate on and read through the, all of Scripture through the filter of being a disturbed, angry, bitter pastor?
1: <laughs> that would help. That wouldn't would that help. help you? Absolutely. Would it help if it, when it said pastor's Bible, the pastor's, it was a Z or a Z at the a end. Z- oh, like, oh, oh, like that this would one. Well.
3: Faith Girls, Girls. Study Bible. Girls with a Z. And then there's an exclamation point. Nice. And it's a beautiful looking Bible. And let me give you a little bit of the product. Sure, description, sure. Okay.
2: Faith, this is Faith Girls. Yes. The Faith Girls Bible. Here's
3: some features uh-huh. that it includes Dream Girl. Use your imagination to put yourself in the story. Nice. Bring it on. Take quizzes to really get to know yourself. <laughs> Is there a little fill-in-the-blank, Eve, Ruth, Isaiah, in you? See for yourself what you have in common. Between you and me, share what you are learning with a friend. Between God and me, get brutally honest with God through guided journaling space. Oh, I get it. Find answers to Bible questions you've wondered about. And then it's a, a complete NIV translation, the most read, most trusted translation. And don't forget the cool design I, on the page edges.
1: Am so. I missing something? I, I thought Isaiah was a chap. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: People have daughters identify, where there's a little Isaiah.
1: to can I get with
3: out? chaps as well. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Okay, so um, somebody's going to say, um, uh, come on, what is all the fuss about? If it gets somebody reading the Bible, then it's a good thing.
3: Do they realize the holiness of God's word is what I want to know. Like, Are they really reading God's word in this, taking this seriously the sufficiency of scripture mm-hmm. or do we have to have all this guided reading devotional stuff next to it right. for me it's all about me and who i am and right. how old i am and you know whatever my marketed category mm-hmm. is and so I, I think it becomes more about me
2: yeah so i've got i've got my bible and then i've got the bible for you know whoever i am my teenage
3: and this is a cool bible
2: it is cool. It's, yeah, it, yeah much like, um, yeah, yeah. So, so in other words, uh, you would say part of the problem would be uh, it turns uh, my, my Bible reading or the appeal even to read the Bible um, into something. So I'll, I'll read the Bible if I can find myself there.
3: Right. And, and I don't want to read my mom's Bible or my dad's Bible. I don't want to read the same Bible that right. they read. Right. You know, so it, I think it separates the body of Christ and feels like mm-hmm. we each need to be ministered to in the specific way in God's word itself.
1: Yeah, right. I mean I think there is a case sense in which there's a certain place for particularity in Bibles. I mean it is useful for example to have Bible written in the language you can read. Right. So it's helpful that people who read English have Bibles in English. Oh, about
3: me because I'm English. No, just
1: kidding. <laughs> there's a certain practicality there, but on the other hand when you start to divide the audience up into these really man-made subgroups right. Mm-hmm. you start to lose the emphasis that the Scripture itself has on, on the unity. I mean, fundamental to Scripture is the idea that all human beings are either in Adam or in Christ. Those are the two most basic categories. Right. Everything else we build on that is, to some extent, a, a construction of culture.
2: Right. I remember a couple years ago um, reading about, I think it was called the Personal Promise Bible, where you'd send the company your name, and then they take all of the, the, the promises in Scripture,
3: oh wow! and
2: instead of you or that kind of thing, they actually put your name in it, so that when you're reading it along, it's personalized to you, which I thought wow. was an, an utter abomination. I was
1: going say, that is the most American thing <laughs> I think oh, I've
2: ever ridiculous. But, you know, as ridiculous as that sounds... You're not addressing what the about, about as, covenant as, community as, of as, God. As, and as ridiculous as that sounds, in tampering with the language of Scripture, mm-hmm. which it, you end up changing the meaning because then that promise is about me rather than but 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 in a sense um i'm concerned and you mentioned it amy i'm concerned that all of these different niche bibles are doing the same thing maybe not as on as crass a level Mm -hmm. but it's still dividing up the body of christ You know, you come to church and, you know, we're going to sing songs for your particular age group in this service. And now we even have a Bible just for your group.
3: Well, let me ruffle a little more feathers Mm -hmm. here. Because, I mean, maybe most of our listeners would agree that the Bible zine is a bad idea for teens. I don't know. Maybe some people like that. But so I was sent a copy of a Bible, a women's devotional Bible. And I was a little insulted because I felt like. Well, am I supposed to read the Bible through the lens of, lens of biblical womanhood or as in Adam or in yes. Christ? I mean, who is being addressed in God's word? And right. so I I didn't understand, like, while I find a lot of books targeted for women very helpful and I like to read them, I, I don't necessarily want my Bible to be targeted
0: in yeah.
2: that
1: way. I mean, when our boys were younger, we did get them like the kind of teenage boy Bibles mm-hmm. and it... You know, they're focused on the passages dealing with you know gore and bodily functions and all the kinds of stuff that teenage boys are interested in. What I would say is this: it did, to an extent, get them interested in reading the Bible. But now they just have ordinary Bibles. They moved mm-hmm. on from childish right. things right. Mm-hmm. to real meat. And it seems that when we're when even as adults we're requiring our special niche Bibles that 's actually a sign of childishness yeah there 's an adolescence there,
2: right, and, and it concerns me that this is not always something in fact, it may be that that all the development of all of these niche Bibles was not a, a response to consumer demand, but it was the creation of a
1: new consumer demand yeah. by publishing companies yeah.
3: yeah.
2: That's and that really
1: brings us back to a point we made a number of times. Publishers have to take responsibility mm-hmm. because publishers are not simply responding to markets. They're creating and generating markets. Right. And when you glossily package something and promote it as the next best thing or the, you know, the next new thing you've got to have, yep. people are going to buy it. Yep. And you have to take responsibility, I think, yes. for that as a publisher. Four, obviously the Bible is not junk, but quite a lot of what's published is junk. Yeah. The junk and also this continual fragmentation of Scripture, which I would also say plays into the steady loss of confidence in Scripture. Why do I need a special Bible for a 48-year-old? Right. Admittedly, pretty fit and intelligent guy, but why do I need the 48-year-old fit and intelligent guy's Bible? Why can't I just read God's Word? Right. I've recently started moving towards, a, a use. I think it's the Crossway Legacy Bible that just mm-hmm. has pretty much the plain text of the Bible right. on the page. And I'm really enjoying that, and I think it brings out something of the power of the whole of Scripture without fragmenting it in this mm-hmm. way.
3: Yeah, I know, because there's there's issues that they say they speak to, like women's issues, maybe body image and different things like that that we're up Where against. Where does the Bible
1: speak to body image? Oh, or God. with
3: men, you know, lust and all this kind of stuff. But, I mean, doesn't <laughs> so you God's have body Word image just speak and we to have that? Lust Do problems? I need to read articles next to God's Word? I can get a book about body image, you know, that it's Christian right. and read about that more if I no, want. No, you can't. But do you I may say it's go? Christian,
1: but you can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is no image Christian. Is, an, is a
3: real thing, okay?
2: <laughs> no, it isn't. Yes, it <laughs> is. It is a construct of
1: narcissism. Yes. Okay,
3: lust isn't real either. Your sin is nothing. Just get over it.
1: Uh, Todd and I have oh, no problem fun. with our body images. I think exactly. that's the we, My we, we, image
2: is fine. I look at myself every day <laughs> and I say, you should hey, have perfect. a problem with body images. Perfect. <laughs> I, I look, every morning I get up, I look in the mirror, and I think, my wife is one lucky woman. I mean, that's what I <laughs>
1: – You know, Karen said exactly that to me as well. So <laughs> you're you're a wise now. man.
2: This devolved very, very <laughs> yeah. Quickly, um, but uh, <laughs> should have gotten our coffee first. You're yeah, right. Exactly, but <laughs> I, I am, I am concerned that I mean, why, why is it that a, a, a you know, lay, lay people in my church that they, they don't need twelve Bibles sitting at home because each new niche Bible they need to run out and get. And you're right because the way they're marketed,
1: it's like you know, this is going to be the thing that really helps you.
3: Yeah, this in is your, in your Christian life. My, yeah, and but it, why doesn't God's Word do that?
1: It, it fosters the idea, of course, that we're all. Different and special as well. One of the things that I've, I've thought about a long time in pastoral ministry is if people listen to the sermons more, there would be less counseling that's needed to be done. The problem is we have a culture where everybody thinks their problem is unique, and therefore they need one-on-one help with that particular problem. I think Scripture does not respect that. Right. Clearly, there are some people with issues, and they need particular specialized care. But most of us ain't that special, and our problems ain't that special. What we need to do is to sit under the Word. What we need to read the Bible is read the Word, not read it refracted through a narrow, specialized lens. Right.
2: Yeah. And so, again, it just seems one more step in the uh, marketing of the church and what the church does um, as a product. We we've made uh, multiple styles of worship services for you, for for each and each to enjoy. And not only that, we're going to provide you with specific Bibles for your particular group as well. Um, so it, it plays into some of – I mean, I don't want to blame all the ills in the church on that, but it, it what it does is it is it leeches on to some of the um, uh, unhealthy aspects of contemporary it, – It it appeals to that –
1: It's got to be about me. Yeah, you You produce a body image Bible, and guess what? People are going to have problems with their body image. (laughs) Exactly,
2: exactly. I mean, you know, you produce a body image Bible, and they're going to want me to write all the notes. (laughs) You know? I mean, that's just the way it is. Right.
3: And I I mean, I want want to read the Bible with, you know, kind of opening the windows to all the the rich Mm -hmm. theology and learning and teaching about God. Instead of trying to
2: just pick out the bits that are for, quote, for me. And mm-hmm.
3: um, even just reading through the lens of biblical womanhood, you know, which can be a good topic to talk about, it's, it's reductionistic. Yeah. And so I think that's why I was insulted when I got it, because I'm, I'm more than that. I'm right. made in the image of God. I'm a human being. Yeah. So, yeah, I just feel like... I see the study Bible for children, like I bought my kids a study yep, yep. Bible for children, but I'm not a child anymore, so right. and, it's,
2: yeah, and so please don't hear this as us saying uh, there's a problem with the, you know w- w- children's story Bibles or that kind of thing. absolutely not. those are wonderful tools tools for children right i I shouldn't need one of those now as, mm-hmm. as an adult and as a pastor. And the other thing is, is we would say we like, there's some good study Bibles out there too that right. are great tools. This is just the, the proliferation of the niche.
3: And are we just losing Bibles. our confidence to read God's Word? We feel mm-hmm. like we need so much help to 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 apply God's Word to our lives while we're reading it constantly. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to just be faced with, what is this text saying? What is the main meaning in this text? And have to struggle with that some, then, you know, going right to an answer to tell us what we need to be thinking about that while we're reading it.
1: Yeah. The Bible calls us calls us to listen, to hear who we are. It defines who we are, and then it calls us to respond. Mm-hmm. And I think by, by this highly fragmented or specialist approach to these Bibles, what we're doing is we're starting off by trying to make the Bible fit into some of our categories before we mm-hmm. then listen to it and get it to respond. Right. So. Like body image. Like body image. It's yeah. a
3: real thing. Yeah.
1: Well, we hope uh, you've enjoyed this podcast. We've once again put the world to rights. So if you're would...
2: angry, contact Carl Truman.
1: <laughs> people usually do. So, yeah, very always very happy to hear from angry people. Uh, makes my day. As an angry person, yourself. So, Please do visit our website, mortificationofspin.org, and we look forward to annoying and frustrating you again next week. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to Mortification of Spin, Holy Pulpit, a podcast of the Alliance of Confessing Evangelicals. The Alliance is a coalition of pastors, scholars, and churchmen who hold the historical creeds and confessions of the Reformed faith and who proclaim biblical doctrine in order to foster a Reformed awakening in today's church. Don't miss the free message we're offering at our website, The Bible, the Gospel, and Jesus, Rightly Handling the Word of God, given by David Garner at the 2013 Texas Hill Country Bible Conference. That's at mortificationofspin.org. We hope you'll check it out. And join us next week when the gang talks about stimulation and boredom. Really just
2: being in the same room with Carl is illustration enough, but being in the same room with him lecturing... Is a perfect segue into a discussion about boredom. What do you think, Amy?
3: Oh, yeah, it's like the Charlie Brown teacher that wah, we're wah, hearing. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah.
2: Yes, exactly.
3: Everything sounds the same. I'm ready for a little snooze.
2: <laughs> I mean, I just feel bad for the students. Look at them nodding over there. And uh, I think Carl thinks they're nodding in agreement with him <laughs> or something.
0: That's next week. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit mortificationofspin.org for your free download, The Bible, the Gospel, and Jesus, Rightly Handling the Word of God. And to find additional articles from Amy, Carl, and Todd.
1: Anybody going to join me for a coffee?